Thanks for listening to the Odd Couple Podcast. Be sure to check us out live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, yeah. It is the Odd Couple. I'm Chris Broussard alongside my partner, Rob Parker. Parker. And we are coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. We'll do it live. And we have a great show for you. We are getting ready. For the NFL second round of the playoffs this weekend, winners go to the conference championship, and what a weekend, and Rob and I talked about it, first week was a little bit underwhelming, a lot of blowouts, you wouldn't expect that, yes, you wouldn't expect all that this weekend, so we're looking forward to some really good competitive games. And we're going to discuss it all for the next three hours right here on Fox Sports Radio, the iHeartRadio app, or Sirius XM Channel 83. However you may be listening, whatever you're doing, keep that bad boy locked right here. Let me welcome in my esteemed partner, Mr. Rob Parker. What's up? Esteemed, wow. Well, you know, well, I feel that, like, when you I get to like a certain age, esteemed. we call you esteemed. I feel like fresh esteemed broccoli. Is that what you're having for dinner? Esteemed broccoli? No. Okay. Nothing, Alex? Nothing? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening, uh, Mr. Chris Broussard, on this uh, funky flashback uh, Friday, the weekend? Yes. Just uh, want to chill out this weekend before I head back to NYC. Wednesday? So when are you coming back? So I'll be back uh, Sunday night. Take a late flight Sunday night. All right. We will, yeah. we will link up. We will have lunch. It'll be the yes. first time I've seen you in almost, in two, years. almost two years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, long overdue, my man. Long overdue. Yep. All right. Uh, let's introduce the I couple crew and then get this party started. DJ Alex Tyson, of course, on the ones and the twos. On a funky flashback Friday, as Rob said, he'll be deep in the crates. Uh, Super producer Rob G in full effect. And on the updates, as always on a Friday, our man, Steve DeSager. We got Eric Davis, Super Bowl champion. Also a host of Believe in 49ers podcast. And he will join us at the bottom of the hour. Rob, we worked at him at Fox Sports. Fox Sports 1. He was a colleague. That's right. And uh, so it'll be good to talk with him. I haven't talked to him in a while, so that'll be good. But let's get this thing started. And, Rob, a lot of really great storylines this weekend. Uh, Josh Allen trying to rise, right? We, We see the talent. We see the accomplishments. But can he get over that giant in the AFC? The last three years dominated the AFC, or at least the last two and uh, three years got into the AFC Championship, and that would be Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. There's Matt Stafford facing Tom Brady, but Stafford, can he win a big game on the road? 
You look at that defense. You look at those running backs. You look at those receivers, and they all check the boxes as legit. What about the quarterback? That's the question there. And Matt Stafford, Rob, he's he had his down points this year. But if he's able to get them to the conference championship, if he's able to get them to the Super Bowl, then all those who said he'd be the MVP, they're going to lead the Rams to the Super Bowl. I mean, they look a little bit better. So that's a storyline. I was going to say. Tennessee it, it and Cincinnati. Look a little bit better, right. right. Yeah, a little bit better. But it, look, if he wins the Super Bowl, it looks a lot better. But uh, Joe Burrow in the AFC, the young stud. Rob, nobody. Oh, tell him you won't play. Tell him you're sitting out. You we can't go to Cincinnati. We never, right. we never bought into that. We're like, right. hey, let's stop making Cincinnati might not have won a playoff game, but they went seven times. So let's with yes. the same coach. And before so that, Rob, you know they were they a, went they, to the Super Bowl twice. this joke franchise. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And that, if you're a winner, I mean, you know if you're a bad, if you're a first-round pick, you're not going to a great team. So – he he took up the challenge, Rob, and he is doing well, and we'll see how well he can do and how far he can go in just his second year. And then I think the biggest story of them all, bigger than Tom Brady, bigger than Patrick Mahomes, bigger than Matt Stafford, is Aaron Rodgers. And, Rob, we all know, awesome player, tremendous individual career and has had success, has won. But he's only won one Super Bowl, only been to one Super Bowl. And that was 11 years ago. And he's had some playoff failures. And Rob, he's going to win his second MVP. I mean, we all be shocked if he doesn't win his second straight MVP. His fourth MVP award ever. Second only to the great Peyton Manning. If he would is able to lead them to the Super Bowl this year with the home court advantage, home field advantage throughout, then there's Rob. He's right there with any quarter. I mean, Brady obviously has distanced himself with the seven Super Bowls. But after that, you'd probably you say Aaron Rodgers, you can put his name next to anybody's. But if he loses, Rob. What in the world will they say about Aaron Rodgers? And he knows it. I don't know, Rob G, do we have sound? But he knows that he, that his legacy, he's not riding on it. He's a Hall of Famer. He's an all-time great. We all know that. But he even admitted himself that these are the moments your legacy is built on. And he acknowledges that. So he's got to get it done. So, Rob, what do you feel like? I mean, for Aaron Rodgers, to me, again, the biggest story of the playoffs. And uh, what do you think he's going to do and what do you think is riding on this for him? I, I don't know. I, like, like when you talk about legacy, of course. If he had never won, I think it's bigger for him if he's never won. So you can't say Absolutely, the guy. if he never yeah, won. Yeah, if he had yeah. never won, I think it's totally different in where he is. It's not like he never won. He was the Super Bowl MVP, beat the Steelers. You know, we could go on and on. But sure, should there have been another two – Trip or two, absolutely. The onside kick in Seattle. We could talk about this, talk about that. So he knows what's in front of him. I don't think there's anything um, where he doesn't understand that. And he's in a situation, too, where I think this is the best team he's ever had. I really believe better than the 15-1 really? okay. team because they're adding three pro bowlers who didn't even play. Won 13 games without three pro bowlers. I mean, that, 
Who can do that? That's pretty incredible. So those guys are coming back to be a part of what they do. Uh, I think this team can win in different ways. Um, they run the football when they went to Arizona in the desert against a 7-0 and team without their three best wide receivers. Guess what? They ran the football. He threw when he had to. They won that game. So I've seen that side of the Packers. The Packers' defense is opportunistic. I think they're, they, they are, um, have not lost a game where they've gotten a turnover, an interception, interception. So they make plays. They beat Kyler Murray with an interception in the end zone to win the game. Those are the things. When I look at the team, they got two running backs, not one. They got two. They run the ball well. Um, there's if he loses, that, what do you think the story is, the narrative? It just depends. If the, if the defense gives up 45 points, I don't think it's going to be Aaron Rodgers. I think it'll be Aaron Rodgers again uh, has uh, been on a team that gave up 45 points in the playoffs, which has happened five of his losses where they've given up, I don't know, 38 or more, whatever it is. I think in Tom Brady's career, it's happened one time. He's had it happen five times. So it depends on how he plays and what happens. Last year, the, the game turned when, they, when the defense gave up that touchdown at the end of the half. I mean, that against changed Tampa? the entire— Yeah, well, he wasn't Tampa. doing nothing. No, but I'm saying that, but that turned the game right there. That, that turned the game. That was—you can't give that up uh, at the end of the half— in a game that I think was 14 to 10 at the time. But anyway, it was, uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those. So everything's on the table for him. If he does win and move on uh, to a Super Bowl or even wins the Super Bowl, which a lot of people like the Packers and they're the favorites to win the Super Bowl. If they do, you know, get it done, uh, it will be huge for him because to win back-to-back MVPs at this age, uh, and then to finally get back to the Super Bowl and win another one. And it was the start of Tom Brady's three more, or you know, four more actually, was after he had a nine-year where he didn't win. He didn't win a Super right. Bowl in nine years. So could that flip and turn the switch on Aaron Rodgers? Say they, I'm just giving you a hypothetical. They win. They say, we're trading Jordan Love. You're here the next three or four years. We give you a contract. We got a good team. We got, we're going to pay these guys. We're going to keep this team together and try to make a run for the next two or three years. And just I'm just all hypothetical. They right, wind right. up winning another one, and now he's 3-0 and in the Super Bowl. He wins, uh, uh, he's won two, two MVPs in the last three years. And all of a sudden, with all the other records and, and accolades he has – you start to look at him, you could push him closer to Joe Montana. You know what I mean in that conversation? Closer? You could, he could challenge Joe, Joe yeah, Montana. You know what he I mean? He right. three. Yeah. yeah, no. And that's the thing where even if he loses, he's still got time. I mean, the time is fading. Time is wasting. Yeah, yeah. But, but he still would have time. It wouldn't totally be over for him. But I, I think it is a little more dire than you. Um, I do think even if he plays well, Rob, he just has to win. I don't care if he throws for 400 yards and four touchdowns and they lose 35-30. That's bad. You you won 13 games. You won uh, home field advantage. You got beat by a wild card quarterback by Jimmy Garoppolo if they lose. He's just got to win. Even if he plays poorly, he's just got to win. And I say that because, yes, you're right. We all know their defense has not been great. 
in a lot of these playoff losses. But neither has the offense. We had Greg Jennings, you know, friend of the show, Renaissance man, and former teammate of Aaron Rodgers, who won the Super Bowl, the only Super Bowl that Rodgers won and went to. Greg Jennings was one of his top receivers. And Greg even said, look, yes, the defense gave up a lot of points, but Rodgers also didn't do much in the first halves of those games, early in those games, and he helped put the defense in some bad situations. And, Rob, when you look at it, 2020 against Tampa Bay, you mentioned that game. They're down 21-10 at halftime and 28-10 in the third quarter. Rodgers got to put up more than 10 points in the first half. Uh, The year before against San Francisco, they lose 37-20. They're down 27-0 at halftime. Sure, the defense deserves uh, to be taken to the woodshed for giving up 27 first-half points. But how about the offense scoring a few? Nothing. That's also on him. You go way back to 2016 when they lost 44-21 to Atlanta in the playoffs. Yeah, 44 points. You can't have it, defense. How are we going to win with that? But they were down 24-0 at halftime, 31-0 in the third quarter. That, some of that's on Rodgers for not putting up points. And you, there's other instances as well where he hasn't done, gotten it done. So he he is a, a large part of this. He's not innocent in all of these losses. And this isn't an NFC title game. But it's, I don't know, understand what it is about NFC title games with him. But he's that's where he really has struggled. He Like you said, Robbie, was great in that Super Bowl win over Pittsburgh. But that NFC title game, he was bad. Two t- two interceptions, no touchdowns. At division round, or, or earlier rounds, he's not bad. But that pl- NFC title game, five of them lost four straight. He's got nine touchdowns and eight picks. The guy that never throws interceptions. That's his, he's the best ever at not turning the ball over from that position. And yet when they get in the NFC title game, he's coughing it up like, like it's a hot potato. And so there's a lot on the line. Like you said, obviously his legacy is set as an all-time great and Hall of Famer. But we nitpick, Rob. We always say this with the all-time greats. And this is a bit nit, big nit to pick on Rodgers if he gets beat on Sunday. 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. We're throwing it out to you. Will this be a legacy-defining playoff run for Aaron Rodgers, good or bad? Your turn to weigh in with the Odd Couple, Chris and Rob, Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, it is The Odd Couple, Chris and Rob, live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. And if you are dealing with a dead battery, one place to go. It's called AutoZone. It's America's number one battery destination, folks. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. So next time you're having battery trouble, go to AutoZone, your battery solution, and America's number one battery destination, 877-99 on Fox. Your turn to weigh in. 
How will this weekend's game affect Aaron Rodgers' legacy? Is this a legacy-defining postseason for Mr. Rodgers? Your turn to give us your thoughts. All right, Jackson, Kansas City, you're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What up? What's up, fellas? Hey, thank you for taking my call, Mr. Parker. Yes, uh, Chris Broussard, my good brother. Um, I definitely would say this, man. In my opinion, Aaron Rodgers is a good quarterback. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback, but an all-time great. I just can't give him that. I mean, really? he's, only got, he's only got one Super Bowl. Trent Dilfer won one Super Bowl. It's Dude, just stop. Too, stop with the Trent too many times. Is Dan Marino an all-time great? Is it, it's right. Ask him that question, Jax. Is Dan Marino an all-time great? I, I mean, he again. Okay, he, right. he doesn't have one that he played with Don Shula. If Marino's not an all-time great to you, then I don't know what quarterback you're yeah. looking at. Yeah, come on, Jax. This on. is a Rob. This is an example. Like you got to be able to be nuanced because we we when somebody throws out rings, some people can't understand that that's part of the equation. It's not, it's the not entire. all of the equation. That's why. That's why we talk about it. That's why Bill Russell's not the goat to a lot right. of people, right. despite all the rings. It's not just rings. You got to also have, uh, you know, your numbers and what you've done yep. and, and MVPs and add. You could have to to to, to say Trent Dilfer and Aaron Rodgers in the same sentence. Chris is ridiculous. That it Trent Dilfer really also is. played for uh, one of the all-time greatest defenses in the history of the NFL. Come on. Right. And and we're not belittling winning. Stop it. Right. But we're but just saying, again, it's nuance. You can right. never take away Aaron Rodgers' greatness. I knew it was going off the rails, Rob, when he said Aaron Rodgers is a good, good quarterback. quarterback. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. uh, he's, right. gonna, he's so good, he's going to win the MVP two years in a row at 37 or 38, right. whatever he is. Okay. Thomas in the Bay Area. You're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What up, Thomas? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, I, I want to start by saying this just to to kind of give you a, a, a backdrop. I love Tom Brady. I feel he's a GOAT. But Aaron Rodgers can do things with the football and on the football field that Brady just can't do. Agreed. And it, it doesn't – you know, and Brady has seven rings, but just because Rodgers only has one doesn't mean that – this needs to be a make-it-or-break-it thing for his legacy. The guy's awesome. It's a team game. He's about to have his fourth MVP. And, there, you know, whether he wins or loses, he gives you his all. He doesn't shortchange you. And, it's you know, it's not just ring count. That's all I got to say, fellas. No, nah, that's fair. I mean, I, but, but to enhance That's him, almost a little bit he, to the if, other extreme. If he almost. wins again, it's going to enhance It'd him. It'd be huge. Winning is... Winning is what 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 this is all about. Let's just right. be honest. It's about winning, but right. you don't. But you can't say that you're gonna chuck everything Dan Marino did, Chris, because he didn't win. Or right. Charles Barkley's not worth talking about because he never went won. Or Patrick Ewing wasn't a great NBA center because he never won. I mean, that's just you can't go on that premise. You just can't. I, I, and Rob, and Aaron Rodgers has already won, so I mean, it doesn't even he's won. I, I, the thing that the time when I really started thinking Tom Brady might be the GOAT was when he had those years with Randy Moss. Cause his numbers weren't, uh, you know, incredible in, in when he won his first three Super Bowls, right? I never thought he's, uh, you know, a GOAT even close. But then when I saw him with a great receiver, which he hadn't had to that point, even though they didn't win those years. I was like, oh, oh, this dude can put up numbers 
and win. And later on, when he kept adding the Super Bowls, you know, that that took it to another level. But, yeah, you got to do both, guys. Individual success and team success. Those are the ingredients for a GOAT. That's why Michael Jordan is the GOAT, because he did both at an incredible level. All right, we got Eric Davis. We'll continue this conversation with him next. But first, Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. A pro bowler twice, an all-pro defensive back, won a Super Bowl 13 years in the NFL, obviously highly decorated, Eric Davis. Eric, what's up, brother? what up? What's happening? What's happening, fellas? Man. It's been a minute. What's up? I know. I was about to say, bro, I miss you, man. I used to see you just about every day. (laughs) I know. I know. Yeah, yeah, we'll get back on the circuit soon. Yeah, you been good? Yeah, hold it on for an old man. You You guys know me. All right. right. All right. All right. Also, you're hosting the Believe in the 49ers podcast. So good, good, good luck with that and and taking that far. But let's get into these questions. Um, You're obviously we're we're a great defensive back. So let's go there. Uh, Tampa Bay, the Rams, the weakness. I I thought Tampa Bay's defense looked really good last week. They got some players back. Shaq Barrett, Levante David, JPP. But uh-huh. the question to me is their secondary, especially facing that great receiving core with the Rams. Do you think their secondary can hold up and give Brady a chance to win against the, those Rams receivers? Um, well, I do because the secondary holding up will have a lot to do with the scheme that you run. It's a, it's a, it's a total package when you do that. Uh, because the guys just have to hold up. And then, you know, I tell young DBs all the time, the only play you have to make is the play you have to make. You're not going to have to make every play. You're not going to have to have make 70 plays right. uh, during 70 snaps. And Todd Bowles is smart enough to understand what he has in the secondary and also the offense that he's playing against and who he's playing against. So I have a feeling that Todd is going to do – more um, from, from a defensive coordinator play calling position. I think he's going to do more to put the pressure on Matt Stafford and mm-hmm. make Matt Stafford have to make the right decisions, uh, make the right throws in the right situation of the game. Um, and his track record says that he doesn't do that, that he hasn't done that. So that's what I see happening more so than going across the board and just lining up saying, okay, we're going to play man coverage. You guys stop our receivers. Well, that's going to be very difficult to do because, like you guys just said, they got a good receiving core, and they got a guy who can spend it to get it to them. So I I think you make Matt Stafford have to think and figure out what's going on. And um, there's also pressure on him because, you know, people always talk about the, you know, the quarterbacks playing one another. And people and and you hear a lot. Well, that quarterback never they're never on the field at the same time, so they're not playing against each other. Well, that's actually not true um, because what the opposing quarterback does, and that opposing quarterback is Brady. What he does is going to dictate what Sean McVay has to do as a, as a play caller to keep pace. Uh, so that also right. is going to affect things. So you know one guy's not going to be making a bunch of mistakes. So Stafford's got to know that he can. Good point. Speaking of Stafford, I mean, they, they had a, a gimme playoff game against the Cardinals who were basically a no-show and just couldn't get yeah. anything going. So 
he only threw the ball 17 times. You know, it wasn't a big day for him, and they even were, were way more conservative than normal, so not to put him in harm's way, Stafford. Uh, but he did end the year with eight in, eight interceptions, uh, eight turnovers in the last four games. He's prone to that. How big is it? And, and when he does throw a pick, I think they're six and five on the year. How big is that for him to play mistake-free football? Because they seem like an average team when he turns the ball over. Uh, well, you just said it. Uh, I heard something today. I'm not a real big stat guy, but this one I was like, wow, that's crazy. Um, in the losses that the Rams had this year, I think they had a total of 13, inter- uh, 13 turnovers in their losses, and 11 of those were accounted uh, to Matt Stafford. Right. So that answers your question. If he turns the ball over, they don't win. So he has to be careful with it. It's really that simple, So, which is why I go back to my first point. You try to make him have to make, this, make that uh, right choice, and you put the pressure on him to play mistake-free ball under pressure. This is this is a, a pressure situation for Matt Stafford because the whole world knows that they brought him there to win these type games. Yep. Let's go to uh, San Francisco, Green Bay, and you know how much emphasis is placed on winning it all now, winning the Super Bowl, yep. ring count, all that. Nobody's saying Aaron Rodgers not a great quarterback, but how big do you think this postseason run? is for his legacy. He, he, we know he's set for the Hall of Fame and all that. But when you're talking about the greatest of the great, the elitist of the elite, how big is this postseason for him? Uh, well, multiple championship wins will put him, you know, in a different light. We we know that because you just said it. There's no question, you know, he's one of the most gifted people to ever spin a football um, and play a position. We, we all know that. Um, but he's had some trouble in the playoffs, uh, getting that championship. And and that's just sort of how it is now, man. You know, in, in the social media world, that's what they're going to look at. Uh, you got you got to have those clips. You got to have you, know, you got to have those pages where where they're showing the championships. And he hasn't he hasn't done that multiple times, so he won't be viewed in that light. Even though we know he's one of the greatest talents there, and then especially going out against the guy that. Everybody views as less than in Jimmy Garoppolo. Right, right. The whole everyone views him less than now, and that's because I just said at this social media world, everybody gets caught up in the pretty, um, which which equates in football to best. Uh, but best is subjective, and they and and people always best is subjective, but production isn't. If you look at production, there's not a major difference. This season between Jimmy Garoppolo and Aaron Rodgers, uh, but no one wants to do that because pretty is just so much easier. Because I mean, I can say Cooper Cup back to the Rams. Cooper Cup, uh, if I say he's the best receiver in the league, people want to argue that and say, "Well, I don't know right. this player. I like more of this player." But if I say who's the most productive, there's no argument there. That's a fact. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo runs an offense, and so does um, Aaron Rodgers. The difference in points scored per game is one. One scores 26 points a game, one scores 25 points a game. The difference in passing yards per game is five. Really, if you look at production, they're both doing the same thing for their offenses this year. But if he loses this game to Jimmy, yeah, it's going to kill him because Jimmy is perceived to not be a good quarterback, and he's a pretty good quarterback. I mean, he, he, multiple, multiple 
win seasons when he's healthy under center. Um, but but that's just that's just how it is. Like like I say, you know, in the in the Twitter world. Okay, Rob and I, we both like Garoppolo. I mean, we don't think he's an elite quarterback, but he wins. No. Like you said, they, there's yeah. no ifs, ands, or buts about the effect he has on that team. Why do you think, though, and he does, he is prone to make that tough, that, that critical mistake at times. We saw it but against why Dallas. You, we saw against Dallas, game, right. He almost gave the game away mm-hmm. to, to Dallas. But why do you think, because at one point I thought it was, well, this dude just can't stay healthy. If he could stay healthy, he'd be the bomb. But there are other issues there with him, too. But why do you think the perception is that he's really not that good? Because there is that perception out there. You said it. Because you seem uh, to really like him. I, you know, well, I like productivity. See, I, I don't get in. That's the thing. I don't get into the pretty. Like, that's what I said. I don't get into the best. That's subjective. I just look at, a, at any player. Are you productive? Are you doing what I need to do to win games? That's what I always look at. I scout with my head, not my heart. So it doesn't matter if I like you or dislike you. Uh, do I do I see you producing what's necessary? So Jimmy is a guy that's viewed, you know, less than because he does make that play. And I say this all the time about Jimmy. Good Jimmy and bad Jimmy is going to show up to every game, every single game. Now the question is which one is going to be more dominant? Because every, even his, in his best games, he's going to have a couple of what the hell was that throw? <laughs> right. He does it every single right. game. He's going to have – he had it against Dallas. You were just talking about it. He's going to have them against Green Bay. The question is when it happens, where on the field, and can the defense survive it? But it's always going to happen. And because he has those plays, um, I said this, and let me say – let me preface this. I don't think he's this type of player, not the talent level – but he has a lot of that same gunslinger mentality that Brett Favre had. He, All right. he hey. thinks – go ahead. No, go ahead. I got no, one last question. No, I'm just saying, he, he, he thinks, he thinks his, he thinks his um, arm can make plays that it's just not capable of making, and that gets him in trouble at times. And because he has those ugly throws, people are like, okay, this dude can't play. But he produces wins. Right. E- Eric, right. last thing, we got about a minute. Uh, the Chiefs and the Bills – uh, Bills are in. Uh, they they destroyed the Patriots. They've beaten the Chiefs this year in Kansas City. Uh, Kansas City's been up and down, you know, and had some um, some good wins. Had a nice streak going, but they also lost uh, the top spot in the in the AFC, losing a, a game they were up big in that game. Where are you on this game? I feel like the Bills are going to beat the Chiefs. What about you? Uh, this would be a really big win for the Chiefs because I think the Bills are the best team in the AFC right now. Um, may possibly the best team in the playoffs if you look at them from top to bottom. Um, they are talented in the in the um, skill position areas. Uh, they are confident uh, across the board and from the coaching staff down to the last guy on their roster, they're tough. And forget all the schemes, all the things that come in, the new types of football, the spread offenses, and the pretty ball. At the end of the day in the NFL, tough still wins, man. And those dudes will beat you up. And so I, 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 that's how I feel about it. I, I see Buffalo as a very tough out for anybody right now. All right, that's our man Eric Davis, man. It was great chatting with you yes, again, bro. Great bro- to talk brother. to you, bud. Definitely, and we'll we'll talk again. We'll get you on again soon, man. All right, fellas, take it easy. Stay All well. right, brother. Peace. Check him out on the Believe in 49ers podcast. More our couple coming your way, Fox Sports Radio.
Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right, it is the iCouple live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. On a funky flashback Friday, DJ Alex Teicher getting dusty in those crates. We are brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, your home for live sports. And that means all sports. Every game, match, race, and competition, it is always on. Now go on and plan your trip at visitlasvegas.com to see the best and the brightest in Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. I hate to keep... Stop the funky music, but it's time for Shekel City. Welcome to Shekel City, the home base for Rob Parker's daily picks against the spread. All right, Shekel City, soon to be sponsored by Caesar Sportsbook. And uh, last night, got one right. It was the best bet, so we'll take that. See, okay. here, th- but Yay. part of it, Rob, is that when you do win, you get braggadocious. You you and? you're not a humble winner. So so then you have to be humbled. And the next night, you usually go one and two or zero oh and three. So just if you is go three and zero oh tonight, no, you know, just be like, is that okay, how it goes? okay, I'm rolling. Well, well, tonight we got some uh, some good ones. Maybe we could get a hat trick on a Friday. You Start might get the- Orlando. Start a uh, a good weekend here. All right, so I got Nevada minus one and a half. Fresno State's visiting Nevada in college basketball. I got the Wizards minus one. The Raptors are in D.C. for that tilt, Chris, against uh, Washington. Okay. And the best bet, I'm taking the Lakers minus five at the Magic. Really? They have to win this game. They have to win it convincingly. I believe they will win it by six or more points. I have put up major shekels. If I had a kid, they wouldn't be going to a summer school this summer if I lose this bet. I just want you to oh, know. Oh, you put up that? Really, Rob? <laughs> you put up money? Oh, they're up three right now. I don't... Ooh. Yeah, look, forget convincingly. Just win, baby. No, they got to win by five. I don't care if they win on a last-second shot. Right. I they mean, win by you six. do for right. the bet, yeah. Right. I don't but know, they gotta man, win. That's a risky one. Yep, so there I it is. I might have taken the magic and the points. I'm not telling you who to bet on. I'm telling you who I bet on. Put the ranch on the Lakers. You might want to do it in the second half if you've got live betting. Lakers minus five <laughs> at Orlando. All right, there it is, Shekel City. Rob, speaking of the Lakers, we talked about it yesterday. Russell Westbrook a few days ago was benched in their last game, didn't play the last three minutes, 52 seconds. When he was when he entered the game at eight, I think it was around the 815 mark or something left in the fourth quarter. The Lakers were down one. When he exited the game less than four minutes later. They were down seven. Now, that's not huge, but and that's not all on Russ, but they were negative six in those four minutes with him on the floor, less than four minutes. And they took him out. It didn't matter. They still lost by, uh, I don't know, seven, nine, whatever it Something was. Something like that. Yeah. Even though um, LeBron scored a basket with three seconds left, which I just. Right, to make it look a little prettier. But um, he 
commented today, and you and I said yesterday, there's two ways he can go. He can raise a, a stink and, you know, make it all about himself, or he can take the high road. And he spoke yesterday to uh, Adrian Wojnarowski from ESPN. And, Rob, he took the high road. And he said he's all about the team. I'm paraphrasing, obviously. But he said, you know, it's about the team, and basically I'm willing to do whatever it takes for us to win. I'll I'll read you something. He said, surprised that he was benched? Yes. I was disappointed I didn't go back in, but I'm more disappointed that we lost the darn game. I want to be able to be on the floor to help my teammates and be able to make our team win in games like that. But that was a decision that was made. You can go on and on and read the article on ESPN.com. But, Rob, he took the high road. I'm proud of him. And I, I think Russ is trying. Now, he's playing poorly. I, I think and if, he had and no I choice, said though, they Chris. need to bench him. Really? Yeah, well, think, there's truth I, to that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it would it would have just sounded really bad that you're not playing well and you're pushing back. You know what I mean? Like, I think he was smart as far as PR and doing the right thing. The stuff that he said, hey, I was disappointed, but I was really mad that we didn't win the game. That's what fans want to hear. Right. right? It's about winning the game. Right, right. So right. I give him credit for that. But you're right. I mean, in fact, you talk about PR. Like, you know, we know how this business works. This wasn't a press conference. This was Woj getting an interview once they landed in L- in Orlando last night. And he had set that up with the agent beforehand, knowing how this works. And so the agent and Russ spoke. And they said, look, we got we to gotta respond to this, right? Because he didn't have to say anything until the night, Rob. Right? Right. You know? He could have waited. But they clearly wanted to get a message out. And they did get uh, the right message out in my mind. But, Rob, it also and, – and I'm watching their game right now. They're, they're down 37-36, 38-36 to Orlando right now in the second quarter. And Russ looks fine. I mean, body language, every, he looks like he's been all year. But that'll be something you can tell from. And you saw it with Allen Iverson in Detroit. I don't remember what he was saying, but his body language wasn't good. And you right. could tell he was sulking. So it's not just what you say. It's how you carry yourself, how you on the court, on the bench, and things like that. All right. It's the odd couple. Mike drop for Broussard. Parker has nothing to say. That's a, that's a, he got a glizzy in his mouth or something. Keep it locked. Glizzy King. 